The History of the World podcast, written and presented by Chris Hasler. And this is the History of the World podcast, unscripted. Hello folks, very warm welcome to another History of the World podcast unscripted episode. Uh, These are just the episodes that we're creating each week uh, between Volume 3 and Volume 4, which Volume 4 will be beginning in three weeks' time, so very exciting. And uh, as with uh, each new volume, we go through a familiar rebrand, the music is updated, forgive my phone going off in the background, let me just turn that on silent, sorry about that, Uh, yeah, so we're a bit bit of a rebranding, we we update the logo, we update the music, um, and it's uh, it's all ready to go, however, uh, this is the last of the unscripted uh, episodes, hopefully for 2021, we'll get right into some proper episodes, but volume 4 won't be starting next week, Instead, we'll be uh, producing a couple of special episodes. And uh, those special episodes are commissioned by History of the World podcast Illuminati members who have qualified for that privilege. And uh, their subjects that they've chosen for their special episodes are uh, the Icelandic uh, saga writer Snorri Stolitsen, who we're going to find out uh, more about next week. And then the following week, uh, we're going to be talking about the Mississippian culture of North America. Uh, So the pre-Columbian cultures of the Mississippi uh, River Valley in uh, the modern United States. Uh, So that's all to look forward to. Now, it's probably just a bit of housekeeping really then for this week. Um, I have I've done a few spoilers in the last um, few episodes of the unscripted uh, series uh, regarding volume four and um, I've told you a lot of what to expect but there's a couple of areas of the world that I haven't uh, mentioned so I'm going to just briefly touch upon them this week. Now an area of the world which is very important to us in the medieval period and is not maybe the most obvious period to talk of is uh, is sub-Saharan Africa. So um, there's already been quite a lot of talk uh, relating to North Africa, the the area of the Maghreb and uh, Libya, Egypt, Carthage, all of that which which is North Africa and and a very rich story throughout ancient history. Um, But obviously sub-Saharan Africa hasn't really been spoken about. you know, apart from maybe the Aksumites who are on the Red Sea coast, which is which is why they're significant. But elsewhere in Africa, we haven't really spoken about the continent um, generally since the prehistoric age. There's really been very little to tell. And um, you could be forgiven for thinking that African history really doesn't sort of accelerate until the age of discovery when the European nations um, started circumnavigating the the African continent and um, and starting to colonise areas of the continent. But before that came, there had to be a reason why 
Europeans would want to settle uh, or colonise Africa. And it was all brought about by uh, the first sort of trade links that significantly linked it to the Islamic uh, cultures who, who pretty much ruled over North Africa. And, and those cultures would, would develop trade links with the sub-Saharan Africans who were very metal-rich in production. And so they were of great interest when they were discovered. And, and uh, once those trade links could be established, uh, then uh, we see the the acceleration of of African culture and uh, the the first real sort of known empires and kingdoms uh, that existed in um, sub-Saharan Africa that we that we know any anything substantially about. We really start to see um, significant um, growth in. Uh, wealth in the kingdoms of West Africa during uh, the, during the medieval period, and uh, for initially the Ghanaians um, who would be um, who would be supplanted by the Mali Empire, who we will speak at great length about, who were um, significant in terms of their gold production, and uh, we also need to sort of talk about the Nigerian uh, area of Africa, and particularly the Ife culture, who. Um, who were sort of most well known for the bronze heads that they created. Um, and then going further south, we see that trade links were um, were supported by a culture, a city called Great Zimbabwe, which is uh, where the, the name of the modern country comes from. Uh, the name of the modern country is named after this city uh, that emerged in uh, the southern area of, um, of, of Africa. And so the entire continent um, is uh, affected by uh, the uh, being, well, basically by being in touch with the trade networks of the Eurasian world. And, and certainly North Africa, we can see as an extension of Eurasia with sub-Saharan Africa really sort of having a, a completely different identity at this stage in history. So we're going to be looking at all of those cultures, certainly um, Mali, Ife and uh, Great Zimbabwe. Also, during Volume 4, we'll be travelling to America, of course, and um, we we haven't mentioned anything about the spoilers for uh, Volume 4 of the Americas, but it's going to be very interesting to see how these areas that we're quite familiar with already, uh, so Mexico and Peru, more, more than anything, and certainly southern Mexico, where it borders with uh, Guatemala. Um, these are the areas that we've spoken about at length during volumes two and three, and um, the development of these areas is, is quite important to our understanding of um, pre-Columbian America. And um, we, it's, it's fascinating to compare the, uh, the solution to everyday human problems that were found um, in the Americas compared to what we're very familiar with in Eurasia and uh, the, certainly the development of the Fertile Crescent and uh, its extended uh, reach over the many, many centuries that we've already discussed. And, and what I mean by that is is if we look maybe at the Inca people who we're going to be introduced to in um, Volume 4, the Inca people of, of the Peruvian lands, um, they had their own sort of system of 
um, recording things that was not that was quite different to writing. So where we're quite used to writing in Eurasia, uh, certainly when the Spaniards uh, ended up bumping into the Incas um, on their uh, fateful journeys of discovery at the end of the medieval period, they would. Uh, they would discover um, the Inca way of life was was somewhat different to what they were used to, and so so we'll be certainly looking at that in the lands of um, Mexico. In volume three, we spoke at length about the classic Maya cultures of the highlands of the Guatemalan highlands, and and we discussed their mysterious disappearance and how um, there were cultures uh, linked to these peoples who. Uh, continued to prosper after this time in the lowlands, certainly um, more on the Yucatan Peninsula. Um, the most famous of these, of course, being Chichen Itza, and, and we'll be looking more at the Mayans and uh, their development. Of course, probably the mightiest um, people of um, of of the Mexi of Mexico, uh, the, probably the most famous ones, are the Aztecs. And uh, we have to sort of look at the emergence of the Toltecs and the disappearance of the Toltecs uh, to be able to link us from volume three to the story of the Aztecs, um, which we'll, um, we'll be introducing um, during volume four. So very interesting stuff uh, to come. Um, we, we will also look probably... Um, uh, in a bit more detail at the developing cultures of other areas of North America and South America during this period because we've been quite um we've been sort of quite intensely looking at particular areas of the Americas and, and not talking a great deal about other areas of the Americas. So certainly in North America we see uh cultures from from sort of uh, typical cultures that Mexican lands um sort of um, migrating into Southwest America, North America, where we're familiar with the United States, and then of course um, the cultures of the Mississippi Valley and the Ohio, the Ohio uh, River Valley as well. So we need to certainly talk a lot more about that, and we need to fill in all the gaps um, in anticipation of European arrival. Um, we we don't want to sort of reach that point in history without um, discussing all the wonderful uh, stuff to do with pre-Columbian Americas. Um, certainly, um, around in and around Peru as well, and like we see, we see like with the Incas, they um, came in close contact with the Chimu, for example, and uh, certainly where we left the story of Peru in Volume Three, there were a number of cultures that emerged before the Incas really were the the uh the the main culture that the Europeans came across when they uh when they eventually discovered South America um during the, the second millennium. Now in the Americas we certainly get the, the sense of a warrior kind of culture emerging in many different parts and there's quite an intense lifestyle um more so than we're we're probably used to talking about in the Americas uh, previous to, to this period. And uh, that's not too different to the um, to the first cultures that that settled the islands of New Zealand, and uh, we believe that these were settled by a Polynesian 
expansionists who maybe came from the the areas of the Far East, and we we did briefly touch upon this in in previous episodes. This sort of migration into Micronesia, Melanesia, uh, Polynesia, uh, all of these remote islands of the of the Pacific, and um, it's quite astonishing to to look at how. Uh, humans migrated to these islands of, uh, across these vast distances of water that we we, we just haven't seen before, and um, this is why New Zealand was one of the last sort of major land masses that were colonised on on planet Earth because of its remoteness, and uh, certainly the first Polynesians would have been quite shocked by the cult by the um, uh, by the climate of, of New Zealand being a little bit unlike the tropical islands of the Pacific. So uh, many adjustments had to be made and there was quite a competitive culture that emerged amongst the Maori who were the first uh, the first sort of main um, culture or, or ethnicity that we can recognise in New Zealand's history. Um, then also we we should explore the very fascinating... Um, story of Easter Island and um, certainly we believe that this was first colonised there and then we get these these huge sort of stone heads don't we that, that Easter Island is famous for and this is the period of those stone heads but certainly the colonisation of uh, such a remote and um, limited uh, uh, an island of limited resources um, you know that that whole scenario came at a price and and we, we should explore that, and so there'll be a special episode devoted to Easter Island uh, during Volume 4. So, really, that's that's about it. I think over the course of all the unscripted episodes that we've published in the last three months, uh, we've really sort of opened the door on what you can expect from, from all of the episodes. I, I think, you know, we're... I'm looking at it, I think it's going to be between 90 and 100 episodes, so um, quite a lot to fit in. So there you go, let's uh, move on to some other stuff now, let's uh, read out some of your reviews. I was actually pleasantly surprised that we had, did I did get a bit of feedback on last week's um, episode where, where I mentioned um, that someone had written in and stated that they had some trouble with uh, with episode 17, of volume three, I'm pleased to announce that uh, he's managed to resolve his issues and and he can continue to listen to the podcast as normal. So he basically reloaded his uh, podcast platform and and it sorted it out. So um, quite a mystery there what was wrong. But a couple of you did write in kindly and just mentioned that you you sort of investigated it on our behalf. So I thank you for that. I thank you for your feedback and I'll get round to reading those messages out shortly. Now, as always, I like to get my hands on your money to help to uh, keep the podcast going. And uh, so uh, in that uh, quest, I, uh, I have accumulated a group called the History of the World Podcast Illuminati who are people, people who are inducted into the Illuminati um, due to their um, willingness to uh, commit funds to the project to in, enable me to invest in material and equipment to make the podcast better and better. Um, so, um, so each week I'm obliged 
to uh, to welcome those new members of the History of the World podcast, Illuminati. And uh, this week, I am pleased to welcome Jeff West. And uh, I'm also pleased uh, to welcome, I've lost her name, it's Constance Sharp. Constance Sharp is now uh, a member of the History of the World podcast, Illuminati. I'm, I'm not sure if I ever welcomed Dominic PJ Das into the History of the World podcast, Illuminati. I've just noticed his name and I don't remember reading it out. So um, I welcome you as well if I haven't done so already. Uh, so forgive me if if not. But if you want to contribute to the podcast, then please do go to the History of the World podcast dot com website. Uh, you can have a little click around there. There's plenty to have a look at. Um, but then there's, there's also the Patreon link. So if you click on the Patreon link, you'll be able to look at the benefits of signing up to make a monthly contribution to the to the podcast. Um, there are some other links there. I've just created a merchandise link, which is something I'm trying out for the first time. Uh, it's with a, a website called Zazzle, and um, they enable you to create uh, merchandise, branded merchandise. So I've uh, I've created a few little items there. I'm not sure, um, you know, I'm not sure how popular they'll be. But um, if you do want to. Um, if you do want to buy any of those items, uh, of course, the podcast gets a little kickback. And if you know someone who's a fan of the History of the World podcast, it might be a good gift idea that you could go and explore there. So, um, yeah, just go to the History of the World podcast dot com website and click on merchandise um, and uh, see if there's anything that you like. There, I'll be trying to add items to it frequently, so it's worth checking back there um, every now and then just to see if there's anything you fancy. Okay, let's read out some of the messages that I received this week. Um, first one uh, I've got is from uh, Andres Altazar, who's written, uh, Mr. Hazron, beyond thrilled to have found your work, first on YouTube, then on Spotify. I'm a passionate geologist with a keen interest in anthropology and history. I can relate very well to the content you produce. This is exactly what I've been looking for. You have a remarkable ability to weave the many wonderful and complex details of our extraordinary journey through time into such a clear and concise narrative. I have been binge listening uh, to the podcast for a few days now, driving my family crazy. I'm just about to wrap up Volume 1. I'm very much looking forward to Volume 2, one of my more favourite topics. Keep up the great work on this exceptional masterpiece of yours. Sincerely, Andres A. P.S. Would you consider, have you ever considered extending your research and work further back in time beyond 66 million years ago? The downfall of the dinosaurs and the rise of the mammals is a wonderful starting point. However, we all have a much more distant common ancestor further in the past. Well, we most certainly do, Andres. Um, this was something that I studied many years ago, probably 10 years or more um, since... Um, since I studied this, and I did write a couple of articles for a website, of, oh, I can't remember, it's such a long time ago now, um, and it was more in relation not just to the geological history of our planet, but also the formation of the solar system itself, and uh, certainly even the uh, the origins of uh, the universe, and how we get this uh, sort of deep background radiation, which emanates from the start of the universe and the fascinating story i can't, I can't remember the name of the the 
um, the historical. It's it's a monument now in the USA that you can go and visit. But actually, they they um, they realised um, that rather than deep background radiation noise that was being picked up in this uh, huge horn instrument, um, someone climbed inside and found out that it was pigeon droppings that was was actually the reason for this for this humming sound that was being detected. So. Um, but I, like that, I tell you what, I, it's such a long time ago since I studied it. But that was for for my prevailing memory of it all to be pigeon droppings. Um, it probably says more about my the way that my brain works rather than my um, my research and, and intelligence. I would suggest so. But anyway, um, I, to be honest with you, I think that um, you know. I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't ever rule it out as something that I would like to write about. But however, this project um, is really the the key focus of of my time now, and uh, certainly I'm looking forward rather than backwards at the moment. So we're looking to the medieval. This will certainly take me right the way through 2022 and 2023. This this volume four, and then we've got three more volumes after that to cover so so it's going to be a number of years before i can consider doing anything else i think so but you never know you never know never say never serge schwiner um wrote into me saying um uh hello chris my name is serge schwiner from montreal canada i just started contributing to your podcast on patreon since this is the first time i've used patreon uh, I'm I'm giving the minimum. Well, that's that's absolutely fine, you know. Like, don't don't worry about that. Uh, but I will probably increase the amount in the near future. I love your podcast. I'm a truck driver and I have a lot of time to listen to podcasting. It took me like three months to go through all three volumes. I'm waiting feverishly for the fourth volume. Keep up your excellent words work, Serge. Um, thank you very much. That's very kind of you to contribute and also very kind of you to write in. I, I really do appreciate it. Uh, Chris Wilson wrote in and put, as requested, I've listened to episode 17 of volume three on my podcast plan. I wonder if I can hear the issue. This was not such an issue that it stopped me listening to it, but I think I can hear what the person was referring to. I think it's background hum. If I listen to straight after the music finishes at the start of episodes 16, 17 and 18 on high volume on my headphones, I can hear different background hums on each of these episodes with 17 being a deeper and lower, lower noise. I wonder if that's it. I'm listening on Android app Podcast Addict. Also, by the way, I'm not sure if you checked this platform for reviews as I didn't hear you read mine out when I did it. You have five five-star reviews on the platform. I'm not sure how the distribution of podcasts works, but if it's of use to track down the following issue, the link is, he sent me a link there. It's very nice of you. Let me know if there's anything else I can do to help you trace the issue, and thank you so much for your hard work with the podcast. I think, um, initially, I think um, I think we all have to appreciate that um, my production is an amateur production, and as such, I just sit in my front room and do it. I don't have a recording studio. I don't have a professional equipment. Um, I've just just stuff that I've invested in and I've tried to invest in some quality products. But certainly now that we're entering in, into the winter months, you might hear the whirring of my of my central heating uh, system in the background. And but um, just in the last couple of weeks, I've been watching some tutorials with Audacity and, uh, and, and other software. 
and uh, trying to look into ways which I can sort of eradicate any background noise. So hopefully um, I'm learning how to manage my sound a little bit better uh, because I'm sure there's ways that I can do it. So, but thank you. Um, it was interesting what you wrote actually about podcast addict. Um, you're right. Um, I did find reviews that I never knew uh, existed. So um, I better go and quickly read them out while I'm while I'm at it. Um, here they are. Um, B. Vaughan uh, wrote, I've been listening for several months now and I can't get enough. Very detailed presentation of well-researched material. Clearly, this is a labour of love and it is much appreciated. Chris Wilson himself has written a thorough and authoritative history of the world, ideal for those wanting context and a wider understanding of how human humanity got to where we are. Well-researched and produced, ideal for those with an interest in history but lacking much in the way of formal study. Jersey Shore Dev uh, has written uh, great podcasts. Nina has written Spoken at a Good Pace with the right amount of information, easy listening and very informative. And Right Angle Wood Woe has put this is an excellently researched, straightforward and engaging podcast. Chris has a, a great voice to listen to and a sharp mind over a range of products. Highly recommended. Um, I think many people who know me in person would argue the fact of me having a sharp mind, but I'm glad it, it comes across that way at least. So there you go. Everyone who's, who's um, reviewed the podcast on Podcast Addict, I've got you covered now. Thank you. Um, uh, Justina Helter from Buffalo, New York, has written in and said, Hello, Chris. I've been a big fan of the podcast since discovering it on Spotify a few months ago and binge listened to it. I absolutely love it and love how much more I'm learning about history than I ever did in high school or college. I enjoy the fact that you aren't biased and bring your opinion in all the time. And when you did, uh, when you do, you make it clear that it's your opinion and then state opposite opinions theories for people to consider as well. I'm all caught up now on writing in response to the latest unscripted episode where you ask people to re-listen to Volume 3, Episode 17 on Spotify. There's a low constant hum going on. It's not super loud, but maybe it's louder on different podcast platforms. One thing I would like to say, I'm sort of sad that you never did another award show episode like you did after volume one. It was a silly and amusing episode that was fun to listen to and made me laugh. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for making a wonderful podcast. Keep up the great work. Justina, uh, P.S. Thank you for keeping. Thank you so much for keeping the podcast ad free. Um yeah, I've done well, haven't I? I've, I've, I'm sure the day's going to come where, where maybe I can't keep it ad-free anymore. But um, yeah, not too bad to to keep it that way after almost three and a half years. You're right. Um, and uh, in regards to the award show, yeah, that's way back in the history of the podcast. That's going back three years now uh, where we did an award show right at the end of the year. Um, the award show was really just a silly sort of unscripted episode that was just something a little bit different. But if if there's enough interest, if people want me to do another award show at the end of 2021, then by all means I'll do it. But I'll, I'll need your ideas and help, I think. Uh, and, and if you can think up any silly awards and nominees for those awards, um, I'm interested, I'm all ears. So, so by all means, please do write in. And uh, if you want some ideas, just go back and listen to uh, the awards show episode um, on uh, for back from 2018. I'm just going to see if I can f 
find it now. The episode itself is called um, Unscripted Number 5. Review of 2018. It was published on the 30th of December 2018. Go back and listen to it. And uh, If you want me to do another one, I'll, I'll be more than happy to do it. It was a bit of a silly episode, but it never hurts, does it, a silly episode. Ben Elvey has written in, uh, and in his message he said, uh, I have always had a very big interest in ancient history, but have not been able to find someone that brings all the sources together in an easily understood, non-biased manner, manner like you do, and I really, really enjoy it. I am Jewish, so hearing how you speak about the Assyrians' dispersion of our nation was fascinating to me to hear it from another perspective. The only thing I can nitpick uh, you about is your pronunciations being a religious Jew I study in ancient Aramaic and so have some knowledge of how the names of people and places would have sounded but I always get the good laugh out of you out of hearing you struggling with the sounds uh, that don't even exist in the English language I would like to inquire about the epic of Gilgamesh that you mentioned at the beginning of season two is this epic older than the Jewish Bible claims to be? If so, does the author seem to worship idols and claim that they have power over natural phenomena? Keep up the great, the, sorry, keep up the amazing work, and I can't uh, wait to finish all your podcasts and then listen again, Ben Elvey. Um, yeah, when when you touch on Jewish history, I think um, you know the one thing we're doing is we're, we're sort of dipping in and out of Jewish history, and it's such a rich history. And we we tend to talk more about Christian history and and uh, Islamic history, um, and and sometimes Jewish history can be ne- neglected. And uh, certainly, there are works out there that concentrate on uh, the history of, of the Jews, and and none more prominent than those works of Sir Simon Shammer. Um, but um, yeah, it's very interesting to go back and and look at other sources and how they portray things and certainly when we look at the stories um, around the Assyrians and then in turn Cyrus the Great liberating uh, the Babylonian Jews and uh, how how we still saw that story go into the modern, modern day of, of Iraq and certainly you know 20th century for Jewish history was considerable um, on many levels it was uh, it was um, uh, quite a story to to tell, um, and, and very much prominent in the minds of m- many modern Jewish families as well. So, um, the Jewish story um, is cer- certainly something that should never be covered up or forgotten. It's it's a it's a stark reminder of how um, how hard humanity can be on itself, and and uh, how badly we can treat our brothers and sisters on this planet. So. Um, yeah, very interesting story, and unfortunately, we sort of dip in and out of it. There's no sort of um, firm narrative within um, the History of the World podcast. On on, there's no sort of section on Jewish history, but we certainly cover it by dipping in and out of it um, in various episodes. Uh, but thank you for the message, Ben. Um, interesting to talk about the Epic of Gilgamesh, of course, and. Um, Certainly, you know, we know the Jewish date of creation was well over 5,000 years ago and certainly the Epic of Gilgamesh is not thought to have been uh, that old. But when we dis- discovered the uh, the story of ancient Canaanite religion, which um, is is probably the origin of uh, the Jewish Bible, the Tanakh, um, we um, 
we then sort of look at uh, how the Epic of Gilgamesh compares to it and whether there could be a common origin or, um, or you know, anything of that nature related to that. So um, it will always be speculation because as people read uh, religious texts, um, one may interpret it one way, one may interpret it another way, and then obviously those with strong beliefs will be biased towards their own beliefs as well. When, uh, when reading these documents. So um, interesting, but yes, certainly uh, the Epic of Gilgamesh and an ancient Canaanite religion does appear to be very pagan in its nature and, and, and that is quite typical of prehistoric humanity and, and many ancient societies, of course, as well. More reviews. Okay, cool, we've run over a little bit this week, haven't we? It's been a long one. Lots lots to talk about. Um, uh, that Guiri uh, from Spain has put, love it, so many podcasts focus on one particular area or time. I was looking for one, uh, I was looking for a more general take on world history and came across Chris's podcast. Been hooked since the first episode and the fact that it includes prehistory is just like finding an added bonus track on your favourite artist's latest album release. <laughs> well done. Well done. It's a great... Uh, it's a great way to uh, explain it. Excellently researched, but not condescending to us layman history aficionados. Keep up the good work, Chris. An Essex boy in Spain. Ah, very interesting. Uh, someone from my neck of the woods, obviously, out in Spain. Well done. Thanks for the review. Uh, Pepe Lecce uh, from the United States of America. Pe- uh, amazing podcast. Pepe from Ridgecrest, California here. I recommend this podcast to everyone I know. I love the transition music and always enjoy the end of the podcast when you recommend other shows and enjoy the comments. I will be checking out other podcasts, but first I must ca- I must catch up with yours. 10 out of 10, many thanks. P.S. Best moment is when you built up Alexander having to make big moves only to die. Haha. <laughs> yeah, I remember that actually. Well, yeah, well, this is exactly what it's exactly what happened, isn't it? It's like, yeah, he was making big plans to to conquer Arabia and then died. And that, and that was the end of that. But massive anticlimax Alexander the Great's life. Um, and of course we forget about that uh, it's, uh, because of uh, all the amazing stuff that he did in his short lifetime but anyway that that's it for this week I could go on about his I was talking to someone the other day I said don't get me started on history I never stop so and, and that's quite apparent this week isn't it because we've overrun by quite a bit so um, that's it though with the unscripted episodes hopefully you know we've well I'm fed up with recording them you're fed up with listening to them we want to get back to some proper history don't we so um, next week we'll be doing a special episode it will be back uh, to a normal style episode with a, a proper and full story and it will be about the Icelandic saga writer and, and very important statesman in the early history of the country of Iceland, uh, Mr. Snorri Stolison, whose uh, name undoubtedly I'm not pronouncing correctly. But what, what do you expect? What do you expect from me? Um, anyway, next week, that will be it. And uh, thank you very much for listening to, uh, to the podcast this week. Uh, until we meet again in seven days time, be good. Come to the History of the World Podcast.com and join all the other hot worlders on our wide range of social media. Why not support the podcast by clicking the Patreon link or buying me a book and becoming a lifelong member of the History of the World Podcast Illuminati?
Drop me a line at historyoftheworldpodcast.mail.com and let me know what you thought of this week's episode. See you next time.